Hello, Granny. It's so nice to see you take a break from podcasting, take a walk in the woods. I mean, I love Jared to death, but he can be a total prima donna. You know what I mean? Oh, yes. He's a he's a real prick sometimes. Yeah. I mean, the podcast, it's it's going well. Thanks for asking, Granny. Oh, um, uh, <laughs> uh, how's a... Um... How's the podcast going there? It's it's going so well. It, we, I just want to I want to make it big, you know? Like we we got to break out of our shell into the indie film zeitgeist, you know what I mean? And like be remembered forever. Ah, no, there's no time for that. You have to you have a destiny. Ah, yes. Uh, 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 a magic destiny that you must achieve in far off lands away from here where dragons and wizards roam the land. Punch me in the face. Uh, what? Yeah, punch me in the face. I, your uh, granny, granny likes you're it. my granny. I can't punch yeah. you in the face. Grand, grand gets off on this. Come on. Give me old one, two, skidoo. Come on there. Okay. Too slow, dummy. <laughs> and now you're on your ass crying like a little bitch. None of your dreams have come true. I'm granny. Peace out. And then granny disappears. She flies away. Smoke. Never to be seen again. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Indie Film Review. That was a scene from our stage play, Granny Gonna Get You. <laughs> Granny um, Gonna Get You. Granny Gonna Get You. Yeah, please look forward to that. It certainly has nothing to do with our uh, film we watched called Planet Z, which. Uh, absolutely nothing, actually. N- absolutely I don't even nothing. know like, where it came from. Jared just said, hey, I have this bit about a grandma. And I'm like, well, yeah, what, is, what is that supposed to mean? It's certainly not a reference to one of the very first scenes of Planet Z. Absolutely not. Dan, how are you? Uh, Jared, I am day? fine. Um, I woke up this morning and I watched Planet Z, and here we are talking about it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that is exactly what happened. So we're going to talk about uh, indie films. That's what we do here. We're going to review them. We're going to uh, have some goofs and gaffs. That's what the show is. Thank you very much. Dan. Yes. Could you tell us a little bit more about Planet Z? Absolutely. Planet Z is about a amateur filmmaker, the titular Z, played by Zetkin Yakilmus or Zetkin Yakilmus. I forgive me for, right. for for messing up. It's either Zetkin or Zetkin. Anyway, they she also, also um, directed it. Yes, and uh, she submitted the film to us. Oh, nice. So thank you, yeah. uh, Zetkin Zetkin, for um, thank you, Ms. Yakilmus, for submitting this. It thank was, you. It was a fun <laughs> ride for sure. So basically, Planet Z is about this amateur filmmaker who she is actually an amateur filmmaker. It's, it might be autobiographical. Meta. Meta. Anyway, so <laughs> she gets this invitation to play this game, and it, it came up on her computer like a Trojan. Like, oh, it, you know, like one of those early 2000s movies about the internet creeping in and being yeah, a yeah, horror yeah. film. Yeah, yeah, like so yeah. So it's kind of like that. But basically, she elects to do it with her producer who shows up, and they end up in a blood fest. We'll just say that much. We, we won't spoil what happens yet, but it gets really bloody really quick. Yeah. And it is very meta, and I really appreciated that part of it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think what I'm going to do is introduce the questions and say, hey, Jared. Yes? Could you sure. tell that this was made during quarantine? Oh, you know what? That's a really good observation. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Wow, because that would explain why a lot of the the film is like, you know, in very secluded locations mm-hmm. and there's like not many people on set. Oh, okay. 
I'm so dumb. Because <laughs> most of this movie takes place in one room. It's a really cool room. The set is really cool. Oh, yeah. It's, it's an awesome uh, room. I love the it. The set design is great. But I'm like, what's the deal? Why are we like only in this room? And I'm like, oh, okay. Quarantine. That makes sense. Oh, neat. Well, I mean, yeah, it's more I, than just it quarantine. Didn't... Like, you you have the seclusion of quarantine, but then you have like I don't. The meta to me was was different meta. Like it was it was well done meta. It kept bringing things up, and then it kept writing it just directly into the film, and it felt so natural. And that just made me feel like she was reflecting on her her whole repertoire as a filmmaker and mm-hmm. her skills and her shortcomings. And I, I think it really worked in that way. Yeah, it's her meditation on her earlier works and, and how tough it is to like make things and put them out there and have people review them like assholes like us. And, uh, <laughs> and you know, just uh, the, the whole killing your babies, putting your babies out there. Yeah. You know, let's, let's make art. And then it's like, will people watch it? Are people going to understand what I'm trying to put down? So... Uh, that's a, uh, a serious struggle, and it's interesting to see that and from her perspective in this film. I will say, I don't think Zekin wrote this movie. No. Which is interesting. So, uh, Bernd Strock wrote this. This is a German film, by the way, but it is, it, is, it is in English. I had trouble with certain actors in this, particularly Serge. I couldn't really understand a lot of what Serge oh, was saying. Oh, I could saying. understand I, Serge all the could time. Could you? Yeah. I, I wish there were subtitles for Well, Serge, I mean, it's interesting honestly. that she went the route of English. Like, to me, it felt pretty obvious that English was not their first language, and mm-hmm. I couldn't really ascertain what the accent was, and now I know it's German. I don't know if it would have worked better in uh, German, or it, it, there's there's definitely a reason why she chose to make it in English. And typically that's to be, like, more palatable for, you know, the world market of cinema, because English yeah. is kind of a big um, language in cinema. So mm-hmm. that's my only thought behind it. I don't know. I would be interested in seeing it in German, just honestly, because like, I feel like I missed so much Mm. because I wasn't getting. So some of the, some of the audio dialogue was just too low. Yeah. I mean, this, this feels like this is a problem in a lot of independent films that we've been watching, especially recently where the audio mix of what people are saying, I know it's, it's tough. Like getting audio, I think is the hardest thing. Yeah. Audio mixing is difficult. I I, I don't know. I thought the sound design was actually pretty good in this. Like, yes, it was low in some areas, but I'm talking like sound effects, like everything that came together, like all the Foley and whatever she used. It was, it was really well done. I don't know. I thought sound effects were good. I felt like they could have done. So they, they definitely did some pickups, you know, where they just recorded the audio and yeah. then put it over yeah. the video. I think they should have done a lot more of that. There was a scene, not to spoil anything, where it's very dark. Oh, and that scene was amazing. Uh, it was cool. But again, I couldn't really hear too much of what they were saying. I really Were you wearing struggle. headphones? I was wearing headphones. That's weird. I had no problem hearing anything. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you need better headphones. Maybe I need better ears. Mmm. Yes. <laughs> yes. Age does take away what we held dear once. But you know what? What? The the thing that would solve all of this is just let me have subtitles. And because the way that we got this film, because it's a screener, it didn't have subtitles, that would have de- like helped immensely. Yeah, Jared, do you have a question for me? How did you feel about the editing in this movie? Editing is beautiful. Plus or minus. Um, okay. Plus. The... Editing and um, use of space are definitely big pluses in this film. You know, I read a couple of reviews of this movie, mm-hmm. and 
you know, okay, you have good cinematography, you have good editing, you have good sound. I'm going to address the elephant in the room, which is Zeke's acting. Mm. Because mm-hmm. it's not what you would consider the best acting. I will say that. But I think a lot of that has to do with, you know, I, I don't even know what it has to do with. Because I got very used to it very quickly, but I can tell it would be off-putting to some people. And I l- started to like how cheesy it was. It's because it's, it's like it's the vi- Nicolas Cage school of acting. Yes, it's where... big and boisterous, <laughs> and yeah. it, it gets it gets insane sometimes, and it gets outrageous sometimes. Yeah, and then it gets to a point where it's so outrageous that it becomes amazing. Like the way she acts throughout the film, it's like you know, it's it fluctuates, but then certain times when she gets so like vehement and speaking like angrily, it's like whoa, oh my god, you're. <laughs> You're, you're, you're doing crazy. But like what, what's fascinating is she's consistent, I think. Mm-hmm. And that, that was my favorite part about the acting. Because where, like I said, I read a couple of reviews that kind of demonize the acting. And I'm like, yes, I can see your point. But I praise the consistency because she you're behind a computer. We're behind a computer. She's maintaining the same acting presence throughout an entire film. Of like a weird, kooky... Yeah. Because like, there's, there's scenes where... Their interactions are, it's like this, okay, this is traditionally what good acting is. And then we'll cut to something else, and she is like cuckoo bananas bonkers, super overacting. And I think that that actually makes the film more enjoyable to me. Absolutely. Because this isn't a serious film. What really made me start questioning the acting was the other actors around her. You know what I mean? Because Mm -hmm. like the other actors are like, you know, doing your traditional acting. Like Granny was great. I thought Serge was great. Granny was fantastic. Yeah, Granny. Granny is MVP of this film. She is wonderful. Um, Trish Osmond, I think is her name. um, Yeah. Was Granny. Yeah. Oh my God. I, Granny was so good. And she's used so well too. Like she's just peppered in, in certain moments. And Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, wonderful. But I thought um, Alexander who plays Serge so I thought his acting was more naturalistic. Yes. It, like, he's acting more like a human being. We, we, and, and so was Granny. <laughs> compared to Z, who was just out of her mind. Which is, which is my point. Because, like, you put <laughs> both of these actors in a room together, and that contrast is so bizarre that it has to have been done on purpose to me. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. So, yes, in conclusion of that, I don't think the acting was good, but I think it helped my enjoyment of the film. Absolutely. How like silly and strange it is, and it fits perfectly with this weird movie. Well, I, I want to bring it up because I don't want people to be turned away by the acting. That's the mm. only reason I bring it up because, like I said, I got used to it really quickly, and I thought it was an interesting mix of acting. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. Like I, I think she has a lot of uh, cojones to act that crazy in front of a camera. Really, <laughs> like I would never, ever, ever do what she did, and I respect her for that. There's some pretty interesting things in here. We're gonna talk about it right now, actually. So we're gonna spoil the film. If you would like to watch this film, it is on Vimeo. So go check it out on Vimeo. Planet Z. So yes, we are gonna spoil it. Here we go. So Dan. Talking about some of the zany things that Z does, there is a cut. I mean, we're going to talk about that intro scene with the granny because it's probably one of the best things in the movie, and I could have just watched that. I mean, it was (laughs) so wonderful. 
I was I well, was just staring awestruck. Whenever I was laughing, whenever I was you have like, such a good time. It, whenever you have like a granny scene that it's like it's supposed to be all sentimental and like oh granny you're my favorite you always have the best <laughs> yeah. things to say and she's like good uh, now punch me it's like what <laughs> excuse me, in the me. Face. <laughs> your destiny depends on it out of context you're like I don't know what's happening this is insane and I love it so much. well because and you don't really get the context until like the very end of the movie the very end of the movie they're, they're like okay we're gonna explain what that granny stuff was about granny is so man i really wish she was in more of the movie just have her be trapped in the room too but i guess that would defeat the purpose of the test or dude whatever. no okay you brought you brought it up now i have to fucking talk about it yeah yeah yeah. let's do it let's do it okay granny there is a portion of the film like like i said granny is perfectly peppered in she's peppered in at the beginning and then in the middle of the film, she comes back. <laughs> oh, for, wow. And I was so it upset. It blew my fucking mind. Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck? I said what the fuck out loud. So Granny gets killed by a demon. And it her she it, the demon basically steps on her head and it goes. Mm-hmm. And all it, it took me by the biggest yeah. surprise. And I was very upset. I was very upset. But Granny so, does come back at the end. But yes. I was very upset. <laughs> <laughs> like Jesus Christ, Granny does rise again. The demon in this. Oh my God! So the demon comes out so of computer cool. game. I love the design of the demon and yes. his creepy mouth and like how he has like skin on skin. Yes, and like he's got that like, was the awesome. black innards and stuff. And ah, it was really fun. I love that. The whole scene where Granny gets her head smashed in, I blew my mind. I was like, why did you kill the best character? I was like, oh my god, what is going on? And then the overacting of of Z, she's grabbing her grandma's brain matter and rubbing it on her face. I'm yes. just like, what is happening? I mean, it was I getting would like Tom too. Green levels. Yeah, of, it was. <laughs> now, like him finding the carcass on the road and like god. wearing it. <laughs> it's getting really crazy. It's so gross, but so good. Like it just—it's so off-putting. It's wonderful. Now, oh my god! One of one of my favorite things about this film, Serge comes over to talk about the prospect of a new director for her new film. She's a writer. She's an editor. She's a director, and you—you kind of get all this in the first five minutes of the film. And the first five minutes of the film, expertly done. Way to go, Z! Like, oh my god, I'm gonna keep calling her Z because that's easier, I think. And it's—it's a cool name too. That alone got me into the film. Just, I'm like, wow. And plus, mm-hmm. it's a fucking cat. So, cats are awesome. Anyway. Oh, you're talking about, yeah, the intro with uh, yeah. the, just the little that kitty was, cat that looking That was at the credits. so well done. It was wonderful. Yeah, that was great. I like that a so, lot, too. Anyway, fast forward to where Serge actually comes over. It, it's it's worth noting that they get high because Serge blames a lot of this. And Z actually blames a lot of it on, wow, this is some pretty strong shit, you know? And, mm-hmm. But it's it's actually other things that are happening. Anyway, whenever Serge comes over, you have the producer, you have the director and writer in the same room together. And the whole fucking time, they bicker about how they are about to get out of the game. And they're fighting about how they're going to get out of the game. And that it's a figurative look at what directors, writers do and producers do. Like they are at odds with each other because a producer has to appease the studio and the director has to appease his own ideas. Mm -hmm. So it's a wonderful metaphor. Uh, Get it? Metaphor. (laughs) What's the metaphor? It's what? (laughs) Don't make me repeat. What's a metaphor? A metaphor is um, whenever something is meta. No, it's, 
It's whenever something is like something else. That's what a metaphor is. Anyway. Uh, that was a joke, but okay, you can explain to me what metaphors are. Thank Dan. you. You're welcome. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. It's, it's a reflex, man. I get that question so many times as an English teacher. Mystery, what's a metaphor? It's like, you're in 11th grade? Um, <laughs> I learned that, uh, I, I don't know, in, in What about sixth. a meta five? Yeah. <laughs> I should start telling him that. You guys heard of metaphor, right? How about a meta five? <laughs> Meta five, dude. I'm Next teaching level. you. I'm teaching you secret English. Take the red pill, bro. Wait, I forget if the red pill is good or not. Anyways, let's keep going. Yeah, so I just I loved the imagery of a director and a producer physically fighting. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even pick up on that kind of uh, like I was picking up on certain layers. Like I was definitely getting a lot of the movie references. Um, there was an Evil Dead reference. There mm-hmm. was a Pulp Fiction reference. Mm-hmm. I, there's so many films I see where someone opens a briefcase or a box and the light comes out. And all of that m- has to be directly credited towards Pulp Fiction, right? I mean, I've never yeah. seen... Maybe there was a film that did it before, but in my mind, in, in like the zeitgeist of films I watch, I feel like it all centers around that point. And um, yeah, it's fun. I, it's, I like finding those like little Easter eggs, and I don't think they were... They weren't too distracting, and it wasn't like, hey, because sometimes you can be like, uh, now I'm thinking about another film when I should be focusing on your film. No, this film is um, extremely smart. Like, it, it was done very well. It, it really didn't take me out of the movie. So I think in that regards, it, it did a good job. I, so I will say, we were talking about the editing before. So I think that the shot construction, the, the set design, uh, I like the costumes. A, a, lot of, a lot about this movie, I was enjoying... But some of the editing was a little rough for me because certain shots would hold on for too long. Yeah. One shot, or there were two shots that did that. And Mm -hmm. one of them I liked. The other one I'm like, "Eh, we could have cut that. There was a shot. So like amazing opener where it shows Z on her computer. And then she, she kind of like walks around. She has this like really cool, uh, there's like dangling tree branches that are cut in small sections. It's like the door to her office that's just hanging in the middle of her room. I I love love it. it. I love it. I kind of want to do it in my office. And then, so she goes, uh, the whole, that whole room is fantastic. If that's someone's real room, that room is amazing. And then she goes and leaves to go see her granny. And then the camera kind of like follows her out of the room. And I'm like, oh, that was a great shot. Then the camera turns and goes back to the computer. And I'm like, wait a minute, what are we doing? And it sits on that computer for so long. I'm like, is something going to happen? Am I losing my mind? And then finally it shows the title of the film. I'm like, okay, that took way too long. That's the one I liked. (laughs) The one I didn't like, Granny and Z walk off camera whenever they're in the woods. And then it just lingers there for like 30 seconds. And there's a purpose for it because you see the shadow of the demon. But yeah. then after the shadow of the demon shows up, it still lingers there for like five more seconds. I'm like, Ugh. so I don't know if this is continuity or like a plot hole, but okay. So we have this demon game. It goes and infects her computer, uh, Z, and they're forced to play this game. Her and the producer, one of them has to die. One of them has to live. But what's really going on is granny is a witch and she has divides this game to help her awaken her powers. Yes. she. But she has to do some, like, really dark black magic stuff. So basically, without that context, this film is batshit insane. And you don't get that context. Again, you don't get that context until the very end of the movie. But in order the to Milby? start... The Milby. The Milfy. Um, <laughs> in order to start this game, 
Z has to like draw a gigantic pentagram <laughs> on her floor, and then like the amount of commitment this character has to make just to do this like simple exactly. game is way too much. It's she has to cut her own hand and then drink her own blood, and then convince someone else to drink her own blood. This is a bit much. <laughs> this is a bit extra for me. If I was there, I'd be like, you know what. Guys, I really gotta go. I got an early day. Uh, I got a lot of stuff I gotta do. <laughs> but that's kind of like the zaniness of it. I kind of chalked it down to Surge was just so horny. He's such a horny, sleazy piece mm-hmm. of shit that he's like, hey, maybe this will get me laid uh, if I like go along with this dumb plan. Because he's such a like slimy, awful character. I almost wish they didn't make him so awful. Like They could have ha- made him like a... Uh, Kind of like a roguish type character where, like, mm-hmm. he's bad, but you still kind of like him. Because then it's so obvious that, like, you want Z to win and you want him to fucking die. So the whole movie, you're waiting for him to die, you know? So it's like the suspense there isn't... It's it's not... I don't know if that was even part of the film. Like, if they wanted you to be like, oh, well, I don't know what's going to happen. Because it's like, I know what's going to happen. I mean, she's going to become... They lay it out in the beginning, like... If you win this game, you're going to become super powerful. I'm like, oh, well, Z's going to win, and she's going to become super powerful. So, like, that takes away the mystery of, like, us watching the film. I mean, there was one big twist at the end. I'll I'll say that. But I feel like not too many twists and turns during the film. (laughs) Is there any scene you want to talk about? So, there are two moments um, that came up that I I really want to praise the meta-ness of it. Whenever Granny enters... And she, she ends up dying. But the first thing that Granny does is say, <laughs> that just looks like one of your cheap props. Like, mm-hmm. she was talking about the demon. So oh, like, yeah, that was so funny. It's so funny because you can, t- like, the demon, even though he looks fucking cool, you can tell that, like, it's an arts and crafts kind of cool. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, it's yeah, not professionally it's not... done. <laughs> and she, she called it out in the middle of the movie. It's like, that just looks like a cheap suit. It's like, it is a cheap suit. Duh. Yeah. Uh, it was it wonderful. Was pretty funny. And I then whenever, that. whenever Z is tasked with killing, um, Surge, Surge, she puts plastic all over the place and she says, we won't fuck up the set design. It's all about continuity. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh so hard. Yeah. There's some great lines for sure. Oh my oh, gosh. Man. Uh, I, love I loved it. it when she was playing the theremin. Oh, that like, was awesome. It ma- it helps me relax. <laughs> like, why do you have a theremin? <laughs> Freaking why? out. Yeah, it was so good. Oh, man. So strange. But, oh, anyways, I wanted to talk about the whole, like, demon. You know, like, oh, her and Granny are in the woods and the demon shows up. Yeah. They try to pin everything on Surge. It's It's like a red herring or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That he is the one who, like, sent the demon and and sent this game and blah, blah, blah. We know that's not true. Why would there be, like, a demon following her and Granny if Granny is the one doing it? You know, Again, like, I don't know. It's... Yeah, that's, that's the only part of the movie that doesn't really make that much sense to me. Yeah, yeah. And and how... Since when do Grannies know how to use computers? That's another big thing that really... Well, now... <laughs> it, it is in this this genre of film that isn't quite made very often... Well, I guess it is made very often, but not specifically witchcraft. But I like it whenever the supernatural bleeds into technology. I love mm. that so much. And that's what this film did. Because yeah. you have that game and then you, you it's witchcraft that is giving it the game. 
Yeah. So I think this film is like a more niche trauma. This would be a perfect trauma candidate. Oh, dude. But it's like an even indier trauma because of all the gore and all the insane shit in this. So we didn't even talk about this. She puts her uh, producer to sleep, just like waves her hand in front of him. Then we go into a weird flashback sequence of seeing like a, a film that she wrote. And where she's dressed as like Carmen Sandiego, she has a a knife fight with the dude. (laughs) I forgot about Carmen Sandiego. And then she has this insane scene where this dude is like pointing a gun and she's like, do you think I'm crazy? You think I'm loco? You think I'm goo goo gaga insane? And she blows his fucking head off. And I'm like, I want to see that movie too, by the way. And it was just like, this movie is so trauma. It's so ridiculous. I'm glad you brought that up because the punchline of that flashback is all these guys are trying to steal this briefcase from her because of a piece of paper or something like and they're like you would risk your life for a piece of paper she's like yes and she kills them all and then she opens up the briefcase and it turns out to be a script written by her called um some smoke in a blue locker and that is meta to her specifically uh zeke can specifically because it's a sequel to a film that she made two years ago called some smoke in a red locker that I really mm-hmm. want to see. And I think it's on Amazon prime. So I'm going to oh, watch this. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Yeah. I'm definitely all for, uh, seeing some like whatever new stuff they're going to make. I'm, I'm excited for it. Yes. It's strange. It's weird. Yes. The acting is not good, but I think that may, that helps it. It helps it in the long run. Um, just put subtitles on it and that'll make old dirty bird happy. So one last final criticism, I'll say this is my closing thoughts. I found most of this film enjoyable, but you really got to tighten up on that editing. Too many lingering shots. There's, there were definitely some scenes that were not conveying information or they were not as entertaining to me as I'd like it to be. Like, there was a moment where uh, Z has to go get a, a joint or whatever. They're like, oh, let's go get a joint. And there's just, like, this long, protracted scene of her getting it and blah, blah, blah. And I, I there's, like, we could cut out some things. You got to kill your babies. Make this film, film, like, maybe, like, five minutes tighter, I think. Okay, so the only thing that I would great. cut out of this film, I would, I would even keep the long, contemplative things that should be cut. Because everybody has a idea as to why they should, you know, hold the shot. And it obviously has some meaning to her. The only thing that I didn't like in this film, and like, it's going to be a hard pass for me is the montage. Whenever she does exercising, what? I like that. I, I, I see. I didn't like that, but you don't like like the fucking, you don't like the things that are holding on. And I like those back to your point about editing. Yeah. I think it was good. Simply, for the scene where um, all the lights go out and then we get flashes. That mm-hmm. was so well done. And I love doing that. And I know how um, how awesome it looks whenever you're actually in the editing bay making that look nice. And yeah. That whole sequence. That's why I like the editing. I thought that was actually legit creepy. Yeah, it was. Like, they it did was a wonderful. good job of that. Um, but yeah, okay. That is Planet Z. We did it. Woo! Um, Dan, why don't you do them plugs? Final thought, though. Um, yeah. Just look at the fucking, the IMDb poster. for. I love the IMDb poster for this movie. Yeah, it's good. It's, it's wonderful. Good. Anyway, um, plugs. You can find us on uh, Twitter at IndieFilmPod. You can find us on Instagram at IndieFilmReviewPod. You can email us at TheIndieFilmReview at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, just IndieFilmReview. That's how uh, Z found us. But 
We also have a Patreon now where you can come support us and give us, don't give us money, but give us money. But I don't really like asking, (laughs) but you you should, you should. If you really like the show, I mean, it works. But the whole purpose of the Patreon is if you are a filmmaker and you don't want to wait in our six month wait list for your film to be reviewed, you can pay $5 to the Patreon and then you get put on a priority list. And that's why we created it. There are two other tiers for people who just want to support the show, but we're not asking but the five dollar is instrumental in getting your film reviewed faster yeah absolutely like if you got a hard deadline or something where you're like i want you guys to review my film it's going to be released in like two weeks then that would be the perfect opportunity for you that's kind of the thought process around what i was thinking okay so thank you so much for listening appreciate you hey call your granny all right make sure your granny's doing okay because she might turn out to have magic powers (laughs) that you never knew about in a death game, and uh, you could be a witch. You, we all could be witches, and wouldn't that be a great world to live in? My granny's Bette Midler, so I know she's a witch. Nice, dude. <laughs> hey, so the Necropoticon Network is the network that we are associated with, and uh, they're great. There's so many great podcasts on there. We got Sons of the Fathers. It's a sci-fi uh, Call of Cthulhu game. We got Waffles and Mario Talk About Things. It's an improv show. They're actually rebranding right now, so I don't know what the fuck they're going to be, but it's probably going to be improv, so it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> there's a uh, grow out of it where people you know talk about uh they read their old stories and they make fun of them they do cool voices and characters they're wonderful they're like better versions of us uh that's how yeah. i view grow out of it they're just better versions of us uh <laughs> and this show uh <laughs> um but yeah there's so many other good ones on there yeah go check them out they're great uh if you go to necropoticon.com you can click on the link to the discord and you can come say hello to us and uh we're always chatting on there about dumb shit we're sharing uh granny pics that's the new big thing oh right God. now is everyone's sh- showing their grannies uh <laughs> please keep it safe for work though we've had a lot of complaints <laughs> so thank you all so much for listening i appreciate you i think about you all the time thanks again dan you have the final word Come on down to my new Necropotive Stroke Network where we have some films like uh, Sons of the Eisen and and <laughs> Fathers of the Waffles and Mario and <laughs> Grow Out of Indie Films and, and Bad Rad. Wow, Dan. <laughs> That's really nice making fun of me and I'm trying to do my best. You really hurt my feelings. <laughs> Empires, demons, apples, mice, gnomes, barbarians, saxophones, dice. Fate of Ison is a Dungeons and Dragons podcast from New Zealand. The players are comedians, and the dungeon master is very, very patient. Check out fateofison.com to discover fan art, cast profiles, and a whole new world of adventure. Necropoticon. Hard to pronounce? Easy to listen.